Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Kim Barrett Show. I am your host, Kim Barrett. And on today's episode, we have Mr. Eric Cabral joining us, talking all things podcasts. If you're running a podcast, started a podcast, thinking about starting a podcast and want to know, should I do it? Why should I do it? What are the benefits? And then you want to also find out his tips and tricks for promotion. Uh, some of these I'd never thought of before, so I'm uh, probably going to take some of those and use them. You will not want to miss this episode. And of course, if we can help you with your marketing in any way, shape or form, head over to marketingmogul.com.au where we have all your marketing needs covered. But until then, let's jump into the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate you making the time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, even though the time is different for us both, isn't it? <laughs> I know, we made it work. We made it work. It's the, uh, the joys of the internet. Yes, um, love it, love it. Now, Eric, I always like to start the podcast off the same way every time, which is if I met you and we were out at a party and I said to you, Eric, what is it that you actually do? What's your go-to answer? Yeah, you know, I was not clear on that two years ago, uh, Kim, but I would say, you know, what we do best and what we do powerfully is create podcasts for our clients. And not only do we create them, we produce them on a weekly basis and all the social media promotions baked around every single episode. So that's really what we do. That's our strength. Mm. So what, what happened two years ago that, uh, that sparked it? <laughs> I, um, I got into real estate investing. I left corporate America after 20 plus years doing creative, uh, building in-house creative agencies for Fortune 100 companies. And when I transitioned from corporate America, I, I did what you wouldn't expect a creative to do, which is I got into real estate investing. Um, and you know, much to my wife's dismay and um, uh, hesitation, He's like, why would a creative right brain thinker go to a very left brain analytical industry? Uh, I wanted something new. I wanted something, something fresh, exciting, something different. Uh, you know, twenty plus years. You know, it's a long time to do something. You know, uh, it's trapped in a cubicle. You know, living the cube cube life. And uh, yeah, it was great. It, it it created a network. It created a mindset. It created habits and rituals and um, things that I never could have duplicated any other way. And as I started navigating through that space, I realized all these real estate investors are really bad at creative. Like they don't know how to do logos, branding, social media marketing, websites, podcasting. So I started to serve that industry. And once I started to serve that industry, um, it created a company, a creative agency called On Air Brands. Yeah. And, and back then, if you asked me what I was doing, I wouldn't know. Am I a uh, real estate, a uh, creative guy, uh, do podcasting? Uh, you know, there's always a lot of answers, but now I've, I've gotten really clear. My team and I have gotten really clear. We're very focused on, on podcast creation. And what was it that attracted you to the world of podcasting? Because obviously, as you say, like being, building those in-house teams and all that sort of stuff, I'm sure there was many different things that grabbed your attention that you could have probably gone on and done. What, uh, what drew you to the podcast space? Yeah, I, I, was very interested in Gary Vaynerchuk and what he had to say, you know, three, four years ago, five years ago, because of how he said it, why he said it, and what he was doing in terms of a movement 
um, I got behind it 100% and I started to parrot, mimic everything he was saying to my community, my real estate investors. And I would say, you, the problem came with, with that community is they're very antiquated, you know, in their ways. And they were very hesitant and afraid of social media and how to market on social media. So I used to always use these analogies, picked up a lot from what Gary would say. And I would say, hey, if you remember ABC here in the US, we have major networks like ABC, CBS, NBC, uh, major channels like you know Fox. Uh, well, think of social media as the same thing, except now you just call it YouTube, call it Instagram, call it Facebook. And they really got to understand it that way every time I put it out there in that fashion. And um, the more and more I gained a following and um, an understanding for what, what that meant, I, I really started to leverage all that was social media to promote my business. And then also podcasting had to become a piece of what I like to call one spoke in the wheel of marketing to, to complement uh, everything that I was doing. So whenever anyone asked, Eric, what the heck do you do? I thought you're an investor or I thought you're a creative guy. I'm like, why don't you go check out my podcast? So it was like a one-stop shop to get answers. I like that. And so um, obviously, I think Gary V uh, was definitely a big influence on a lot of people around that time. Um, and it's good to see that you uh, you took it and, and ran with it really effectively. For people that are listening and maybe they don't, I've got a question for those that do have a podcast also to satiate my own curiosity. But also for those that don't, like what what are the benefits and with clients coming to you, what do you really see as the pros for having a podcast out there? Obviously for yourself, you mentioned it's like the one-stop shop for people to get to know you, but what about for your clients? Like what's the, uh, what are some of the benefits that you really see? Yeah, I, for, I want a couple. Well, first I want to, I want to preface that with sort of the, the limited understanding of what podcasting does for people. Uh, for those who only know from the surface what it is and people who don't know what it is because they don't engage in it or they don't listen to many shows, if any, they always liken it to radio, Kim. They're always like, well, you know, uh, with how do I get ads? How do I make money from a podcast? Right. That's their first question. How, how do you make money and how can I make money doing it? How do I get one eight oh, over here? We have one eight hundred mat mattress, or how do I get Starbucks or to 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 be a sponsor on my show? And I always have to sort of sever that that idea that podcasting is not traditional radio. It's not traditional media, right? Uh, even though it's been around for a long time, over a dozen years, it's 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 got a very different strategy behind be building businesses. So whenever I can get them to understand and grasp that. I start to show examples, tell them examples of how podcasting is really just a platform for you and an opportunity for you to continue building relationships and having deeper, meaningful uh, relationships with people on the other side of the microphone. And it also creates opportunities for you to have these conversations. So if you're a business owner and you are networking, Right. And what you're trying to do is set up a, a meeting, a, a cup of coffee with a potential client. Well, they're more likely to say, hey, to say yes to the question, do you want to be a guest on my podcast? I have this podcast. I'd love to tell your story versus, hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Because I'm probably going to try to sell you on something. Right. <laughs> you know, because everybody's on to that game. Right. It's been a, it's been a decades and decades long uh, sort of strategy. 
Well, now podcasting, people are beginning to leverage it to have those conversations, those deeper, meaningful conversations to get to know one another. I think that is super important. And it's definitely one that I believe people miss. Because for me, as you mentioned, it's like, there's probably been people that in any other, any other scenario, I probably couldn't get into a room with them. But because of the podcast, you know, like we had um, my very first, I, I used to have another different podcast, but um, the very first episode of the Kim Barra show was with um, Grant Cardone. And then the second episode was with his wife, Elena Cardone. And I would, there's no way that I would have been able to sit down and chat to them for like over an hour if I didn't have a podcast that they saw benefit in being on because they were trying to, you know, promote to Australia. So it's, um, uh, I see obviously, you know, being someone who hosts a podcast, the benefits of it for sure. Now, the next question that I have is in relation to now, let's say someone has started a podcast or they have a podcast. You mentioned that you guys also work on the social aspect of the promotion of it. If you're only able to do one thing to promote a podcast across social media, what would you do and, and why? Good question. Um, and I'm also uh, wanted to say congratulations on having Grant Cardone. He's a hard get nowadays, you know, uh, upwards of six figures to, to, to get any time with him, whether it's two minutes, five minutes. Uh, so that must have been a long time ago. <laughs> um, so um, the, to answer your question, if I had to do only one thing to promote the podcast, it would probably be a live stream. It would probably be, this is what I've been doing lately, is right after I record a show, I'll go live, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or both. And um, actually, I would record it and then I post it back up. So it's not technically live. But you can record it and post it up or go live on Facebook, either one. And you talk about the show that you just recorded. And what I like to do is hold it in my pocket until the show releases. And then it's live. It's in the moment. It just happened. I'm, I'm feeling the energy. It's fresh in my mind. And I'll say, hey, folks, I just recorded this amazing episode with Kim Barrett. And he you know, and I spoke about XYZ. And I said, you know, if this sounds like something you'd be interested, find the links below in the comments. You know, I'll, I'll place it here in the post. So then right there, when the episode releases in a few weeks, now I go find the video. And then I post the one of me walking around. People want to see you outside of your normal elements. So I don't know if people normally see you, you know, in your office here, but if say you're at the park or you're walking the dog or you're, you're shopping or you're in the car, they like to see people out of context. They want to see you outside of your normal element because now it's, it's something different, right? Oh, what, what is Kim saying here? It's, I don't normally see him in this environment. And then they'll, they'll tap onto it just because of that, right? And then if it's a quick hit, 20, 30 seconds of you saying, hey, you just interviewed Grant Cardone. Amazing show. Hit the link below. And then I think it's a wonderful new way that, that not, not a lot of people are, are executing on. I like that. I like that. That's uh, an interesting one. Now, let me throw you a, maybe a curveball question off the back of that. If I'm someone who batches my podcast, i.e. I do three in a day, do I go yep. live three times that day? Do I? Yeah. How would, I, how would you never <laughs> yeah. get that one? <laughs> Keep changing your shirt. No, so um, it's, <laughs> I, uh, I would probably talk about the show out of those three that inspired me the most, maybe one or two. I'm not saying you have to do the same thing for every single episode. You, know, you have to mix it up a little bit. You know? So uh, there's a wonderful tool. Uh, we call them audiograms, but there's another company called Wave, I think two Vs, W-A-V-V-E, where they create these little snippets, right? You just have a, a headshot of your guest. 
and and the subtitles move along dynamically with a little waveform gets people to to click or tap onto it so there's a, there's other ways i would recommend that you you mix it up a little bit you know we always mix up with videos with quote cards with static or dynamic posts with live stream so every episode may get a different sort of flavor or a different mix of assets to promote it uh but yeah it's it's always sort of mix and match it also depends not one size fits all right so what may work for one client or works for another or works for me may not work for you so it all depends on your audience and 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 what they're uh, interacting and engaging with yes and so obviously that's a that's a pretty powerful organic strategy would there be anything different if i meant if i said only one paid strategy to promote a podcast would you do anything yeah yeah so say um say you have a budget right depending on whatever that is you could always find someone or some way to execute on something depending no matter what your budget is right somebody's going to probably want to get paid to help you especially now you have access to the whole world right everyone um vas and the like so if there was one strategy that i would say is the most effective consistently is every single podcast that you record you get it transcribed and written into an seo optimized blog and you place it on your website and you place it on your linkedin profile linkedin has a wonderful tool to uh to have you format a blog with headlines subheadlines body copy you know pull quotes images you can make a very dynamic engaging post like it, it would be on forbes or entrepreneur magazine uh all in linkedin so then, then you put all the links to the show and, and, and all your socials at the bottom of it. But that's, that's been very, very effective. Um, but what's weird though, Kim, is um, if you also post it on your website, your website, people will more likely in the LinkedIn ecosystem, the LinkedIn platform, they will go to a link that you say, hey, check out this article, a link to your website versus you saying, go to this article here on LinkedIn. It's weird but I recommend doing both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah, exactly. You may as well, uh, yeah, if you can do both, why not? So yeah. have you ever had the experience? Because sometimes when I speak to people and obviously like I think podcasting is becoming more and more um, or having a larger, more and more awareness around it. People are starting to know it and whatnot, but they there's, there's always a hesitation from people sometimes where they're like, oh, I don't know if maybe what I'm going to talk about is going to be good enough or I don't know if I could do an episode every week or I don't know if I will uh, get enough listeners or something like that. Have, do you ever experience that with your clients? And is there any way that you found to uh, easily o- overcome some of those little objections there? Yeah. I mean, I, I always tell them, you know, I always try to manage their expectations and, you know, there are some who have grandiose expectations and there's some that have very small expectations if no expectations. So the ones that I speak to that have no expectations or hesitation to do anything I always tell them, you know, yes, there may be 2 million podcasts of which more than half of them are inactive, right? And half of that are active in a sense of releasing every week, right? So I'm talking like, so anywhere between two to 400,000 podcasts, it's always changing, are actually releasing on a consistent basis. So that being said, there aren't that many podcasts and people have to liken this to the book industry. No one says, why is it? No one says this, Kim, ever. Why should I write a book? Everyone has a book, right? It's the same thing with podcasts because everyone says, oh, I should have a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. 
there's that's that's a very limited sort of scarcity mindset where just because you think everyone has a podcast, which isn't true, doesn't mean you have a podcast and it doesn't mean that there's someone out there representing you and your voice, right? Only you can do that. So that that being said, if you start your own podcast, there's going to be people who need and want to listen to what you have to say, but they can't hear it unless you do it consistently, right? So the only person that was listening to my show when I was recording it from my basement on my iPhone uh, was probably my mom and my wife, right? But I didn't care. All I did was like, this is great practice for me. This is great tool set that I once I get good at it, I'm sure something will develop, which it did, right? We're talking about it now, you know, many years later. You don't know what's going to become. I love the Jim Rohn question. This is sort of relevant to this, where he's like, don't don't ask how much you're going to make. You know, he's like, ask how what you're going to become. And that's what podcasting should be for all of us. Like, you're going to learn so much about yourself by going through this process, right? Building better habits and rituals, building systems and processes, finding people that you otherwise would not have an opportunity to talk to, like Grant Cardone, Elena Cardone. You know, so there are so many things outside of monetizing the podcast that are you're going to benefit from. Yeah, I to be honest, I've I still like we're into the you know the episodes of the hundreds. We're into like like our second year. It's like I still haven't figured out what I'm like if I'm going to be monetizing or doing anything like that with the podcast. But I just still love recording because I love the process of, of going through it, of exploring it, of meeting new people using it as a tool to connect. So it's um, uh, it, it's great from that aspect for me. But then, you know, I, I know I've had clients where straight away they're like, how come I'm not in like the top 100 um, no, like new and noteworthy podcasts? Like how come I'm only getting this many downloads? And I'm like, oh, it's, it's a process. It takes time. But it's like even if, two, if only, as you mentioned, two people at the beginning listen, or then maybe that doubles and grows to four, it's two people that weren't listening to you before. So in my eyes, that's why it's like I try and, like it being that I'm a marketing guy and we have a marketing agency, like I always look at the numbers and stuff and I'm like tracking and like, oh, cool. Like how many downloads, where are they coming from and whatnot. And I kind of had to, you know, like restrain myself because it's uh, as long as people are listening, as long as my, it's, I'm not at zero, then I'm like, well, it's, it's, it's being beneficial to someone. So I'll, I'll just keep doing it and keep rolling through it and, and let it go. So that, that's what yeah. has been my viewpoint on it. I want to add to what you're saying, Kim, and I, I appreciate that. Uh, feedback is that the average downloads per episode, just so anyone who's ever wondering, like, why am I not crushing it? Well, it's 250, 300 downloads per episode. That's the average, right? Which, like I said, at the time of this recording, if you're hearing this, it's always changing. Um, But if you think about it, that may seem like a lot or a little to you, depending on where you are and what you expect. But imagine if you're in a room, and somebody gave you a microphone and stood, said, here, stand on stage and sh- shout out your message. Tell us your story. And there were 250 to 300 people in the room listening to you. That's a lot of people that are going to absorb you and pay attention to you and only you and what you have to say. So even if you were as a, a business owner alone, that's a lot of people that you could potentially turn and convert into to paying clients, right? Or that's a lot of people that you can inspire to do something. So you're a motivational speaker. And you can speak to 200, 300 people in a room, you're going to touch lives. You're going to change lives, right? So, I mean, think of it that way. Think about it in the physical numbers, but it's even better because imagine a physical room where everyone has headphones on and they're listening to you and only you. And now they're doing their laundry. They're in the car. 
They're doing their chores. They're cooking a meal. And they're only listening to you. This is how we fall in love with musicians and, 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 and artists because they are speaking to us and only us, right? That's why I love, you know, I grew up with Van Halen or I grew up with Pearl Jam or I grew up with whoever it was and I go to their concerts and I pay tickets and I buy their t-shirts because I fell in love with the voice and the, and the movement and how it made me feel. That's what podcasts can do. It's powerful. I think that's a great way of thinking about it. As you say, like if you put, uh, you know, if you put that many people in a room for someone, they would, uh, they'd probably freak out being like, oh my God, there's so many people here. But for some reason, when it's podcast downloads, they're like, oh really? Two, only 200 <laughs> people downloaded it? And yeah. it's like, yeah, as you say, like it's, uh, if you, if you uh, change the viewpoint on that, it's completely different. So I love, uh, I love that reframe. Now, Eric, as we get towards the, you know, the end of our time together, I do like to ask the same question at the end as well, which is, is there any questions that I didn't ask you that I should have? Oh, geez. I, um, I love to share this, Kim, and it, it's something near and dear and close to me, and I've only sort of been thinking about it lately, meaning over the past six months to a year, is I've kind of flipped the script, right? Because with the, with the podcast and the brands and the companies, I've been trying to basically get to the point where I don't need to work right? It's, it's all um, passive income, meaning like my money makes money while I'm sleeping, you know, and I'm on the road to that financial freedom is what we call it. But I had to build several businesses in order for that to happen. The thing that I wanted to reframe that I flipped that I said is, is, is I now call myself a family man with a business, not the other way around. Not most of us always say lead, even on my show, which I need to change is we're businessmen with families. No, we are family men with businesses. I have two, uh, you know, beautiful little girls, happy and healthy. Thank, thank God, and 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 a wife who supports and loves me and everything that I do, no matter how risky it is. Right? She allowed me, and I'll say allow because right, she's she's the CEO of the house. And I said I'm going to leave corporate America for 20 plus years. Yeah, you know, I knew I knew how to do that. It was very easy. I could do it in my sleep, but I lost passion, Kim. I really, really lost my drive to continue doing that. Um, and as I started to grind and, and build businesses and networks and, and podcasts and all the things that I do, it's easy to forget, right? There's a family that's always there for you. When the crap hits the fan, they're going to be there to pick you up. They're going to be there to help and support you. So I just wanted to point out that my mind has shifted from always knowing myself to be a you know, family first you know, and, and, and business and everything second. So just wanted to share that with the audience because you can lose sight of that when you're burning the candle at both ends and neglect the people that you truly love, especially when you're sitting on that bed and it's like, man, the lights are going out. Uh, it's all over. And then you think, man, I didn't spend a whole lot of time with my family. <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know, it's putting things in perspective, you know, like, you know, they always say that, you know, that saying nobody ever was on their deathbed and said, man, I should have worked more. So, yeah. That's it. And I, I think as well, I heard, a, um, someone mentioned this the other day and they were like, you don't want to be the person who says, Soon, as soon as I can, I want to go home and spend more time with my family. So I'm going to work late as a byproduct. And then you're not spending time with your family when you could have easily just gone home and spent time with your family. It's exactly. like, well, if you, ha if you have that option and you lose sight of what the actual goal and the overarching process is you're trying to achieve, it might be something you could achieve right now. I'm sure you're probably like, I'm working hard in corporate America so I can then give my family all they want to spend time with them. And it's like, oh, what if I just went and did that right now? Um, so yeah. I, I love that. I love that realization there for sure. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. I just wanted to put that out there for anyone who's in that position because I, I, I often go back and forth, you know, and now more I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the good side of it, you know, being very aware that, um, you know, we, we as entrepreneurs are always using family as an excuse. I'm doing this for them. You know, they're my why. That's the big thing. Well, what's your reason why you do all this, Kim? I'm doing it for my family. It's like, but really, you're not spending any time with them, <laughs> you know, and, and they need you. You know, they, they, they may not be complaining about it, but they would rather spend time with you um, rather than you grinding it out and, 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 and using them as an excuse to, to work late nights and seven days a week and all that stuff. Spot on. I love that. And now, Eric, if anyone's been listening to this and they go, I want to find about find more about what Eric's up to, what he's doing online, where's the best place for people to go and connect with you and, and find out about all the stuff you're up to? Yeah. I mean, if they're a big fan of your show, as I am, uh, I would highly recommend checking out my show, Entrepreneur Circle. Uh, I interviewed a bunch of wonderful guests. Happy to have you as well, Kim. And, you know, share ideas, share, share all the guests. Uh, I'm still trying to get Grant Cardone on my show. Uh, but he's very expensive. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. There, And then you can go to that website, entrepreneurcircle.com or eric with a K, E-R-I-K, cabral.co. That has everything that I'm doing on that website. I appreciate that. Awesome. So guys, if you know anyone that's been thinking about starting a podcast or maybe someone that has a podcast, please do share this episode with them so they can get a few of the, the insights and nuggets of wisdom here from Eric today. Um, Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you making the time and uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thanks so much, Kim. Thanks for having me.